Welcome to the Samuel Andreev podcast. To support this podcast, please visit the donation page of Samuel's website or his Patreon page. There are links in the description. Samuel's Twitter is at Samuel Andreev. Hi, everybody. As you know, I occasionally do question and answer videos, and I got what I thought was a very good question on Twitter the other day, so I'm going to do my best to respond to it. So do you have any advice for people who wish to make a living as a contemporary composer? This is a question that actually comes up fairly often, and yes, I do have some advice, but I would start out by saying that it's it's probably about the same as what you would expect in any extremely competitive and demanding profession. So the first thing I would say is, assuming that you have the skills and the talent necessary to be a composer in the first place, because obviously without that, it's very difficult to get very far, the first thing is really simple, it's just be obsessed. You have to realize that you're entering a field that is oversaturated. There are many, many, many composers in every country trying to make a living at an extremely difficult field, competing for the attention of audiences and programmers and orchestra directors, and it's very, very difficult. So you have to be obsessed because there are going to be times when you're wondering, why did I get into this in the first place? There could be long stretches of time also where where it seems like things are not going very well and you need something to sustain you. And that is the obsessive belief that music is the most important thing in the world and this is the most important thing to you and you have to succeed at it no matter what. And if you work very, very hard at it and diligently and you have the skills and you have the talent, you will eventually manage to succeed. But you have to be willing to get through the, the dry patches. And that brings me to point number two, which is you need to have a solid work ethic. Whatever it is that you're doing in music, you need to do it consistently and well. So what I mean by that is you need to have some kind of a regular work schedule that works for you. So obviously that's different for different people. I mean, some people are going to have a a day job and they're going to have to do their work at night. Some people are going to be teaching. Some people are going to have a crazy schedule because they're doing a lot of freelance work. Whatever it is, you need to work some kind of way in order to integrate composition into your daily routine that is flexible and that is a workable solution and that works across time. So it might be, you know, getting up at six in the morning and working until 10 every day. It might be working from nine to five. It might be working only in the evening. Whatever it is, try to work out what works best for you, the, the, the sort of schedule that you're able to sustain over time, and that gets you the results that you are looking for. So obviously easier said than done, but there's no way around this. You need to find a way to work consistently and also to not procrastinate, to not sort of put off the things that are maybe a little bit irritating or they're not as fun, but that, that still have to be done. One of the things that you have to realize about composition is that ideally we would all just be sitting in our studios from morning to night writing music all day And that would be that, but that's really not how it works because composers do have to spend a lot of time basically being their own agents. So in other words, going out, looking for opportunities, selling their projects, uh, communicating, working out how to get people interested in what they're doing. Uh, applying for funding, looking for public money for their projects, uh, crowdfunding, all of these sorts of things, and they take a lot of time. So in the best case scenario, maybe half your time will be spent on composition and half your time will be spent on these other things. That's just, realistically, that's just how it is. As you get to be more successful, you can start to delegate some of these things. You might have a publisher, you might have an agent, but again, those are difficult things to come by. Not everybody is going to want to go that route. 
And you may have to do a lot of the legwork yourself for a very long time. So you have to you have to be willing to do that. You have to develop a very wide range of skills. So obviously, the first thing is you have to be a fantastic musician. So you have to learn the skills that are necessary to be a composer. You have to have a very good ear. If you play an instrument, I, th- I think personally, it's very, very important to, to learn an instrument to a, at least a semi-professional level. That's just a, in terms of understanding how the rehearsal process functions and learning how to communicate properly with performers. And also, if you can play an instrument, instrument at a professional level, then that just offers you so many opportunities because you can perform your own music yourself, you can start up a chamber group, you can do all sorts of things, and you can be sort of the public ambassador of your own work. And I think that's just a wonderful thing if you can do that. But anyway, so the more skills you have, the better. So a lot of composers teach, they do professional music copying, uh, they are communicators, some of them are YouTubers, and the more of these sorts of things you're able to do, the more flexibility you'll have in terms of making your living. So that's very important because you need to have multiple backup plans if you're going to be a composer. The, the fact is that except for in very, very exceptional cases, you're not going to be making enough revenue from your music, in other words, from commissions and royalties and so on, especially at the outset of your composing career, to get by. So you're going to need something else, a fallback plan, as it were, a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, in order to make sure that until you're able to get enough revenue going from the, from from your music itself, which actually, frankly, might never happen, uh, that you have something else that you can you can make a living with, and it can be something that's directly related to composition, ideally, right? So there's lots of ways to do that. Music is a very big field. There's lots of jobs that need doing, and they can actually help you in achieving your goals in a, in either a direct or an indirect way. Learn how to communicate. It's so important, and yet this is a skill that very few composers seem to learn properly. So obviously. You're passionate about your work, you believe in it, you want to communicate it, um, but you know a lot of composers, frankly, spend a lot of time in their offices alone dreaming about music, and they don't necessarily know how to interact properly with the public, they don't necessarily know how to communicate precisely what is it about their work that is unusual or exciting or different in a way that gets other people curious about listening to it. By the way, that's a skill that is possible to learn. Like A lot of composers are sort of introverted. They're not necessarily the sort of people that naturally want to go out and talk to a crowd of people. But if you can manage to get good at that, I promise you it'll make a big difference. And it'll also be fulfilling because there's nothing more exciting than going out, talking with people, and um, and meeting them and, and getting that sort of sense of interaction, that sense of belonging to a community is a, is a wonderful thing. So learn how to communicate. If you're a good writer, you can write articles. If you're good at public speaking, then you can give lectures, you can, you can make YouTube videos, whatever it is. But these are really, really important and powerful skills. Adopt a contribution mentality. Ultimately, it can't all be about you and your glorious career. It has to be about contributing something to your time and also just to the people in your immediate environment. Can you do something that makes their lives a little bit more interesting, a little bit more rich, a little bit more compelling? Can you do something that nobody else is doing? Can you do something that actually makes the world a better place? I think that if you can if you can sort of integrate that as a as a fundamental mentality in your in your work, something that sort of is a guiding principle. I I, I do believe that musicians who who think that way tend to go a lot farther because it's one thing if you can make your own life better and you can sort of um, uh, achieve your own professional goals. But if you can also do that while simultaneously improving the lives of the people around you and and contributing something culturally or or as a as a teacher or wh- whatever it may be that uh, that is really unique, um, then that's so much more powerful. So if you can adopt this sort of what I call a contribution mentality, an approach of, of service, of, of doing something that can actually improve the, the musical community in some way or another, 
then I think that people will naturally tend to gravitate towards you more because everybody wants to be around people that are improving things, just as a matter of course. So be flexible. So again, I said at the outset, this is a very, very difficult profession. On a certain level, if you wanted to be a bit cynical, you could say, well, probably people aren't going to be all that excited about having yet another person trying to enter the musical profession because, again, it's oversaturated. There are so many people trying to do this. And that's actually not what I believe because I, I think that the more people who are in this field and who are succeeding at it and, and really doing wonderful work, I think that everybody benefits. But if you wanted to be cynical, you could say, you know, what is it exactly that you, that you think that you can do that nobody else is already doing already? So so you, you have to be prepared to encounter a, a strong degree of resistance. There's going to be criticism. There's going to be people who think that you shouldn't be doing it. There's going to be um, a lot of roadblocks along the way, just as a matter of course. Be it. That's just always what happens when you try to do anything difficult. So so assume that that's going to happen and be flexible. So be adaptable. Uh, it may be that you need to relocate. You may need to move. You may need to just live somewhere else for a while. And then, you know, there's different ways that you can approach this question. So may maybe you're from a place where there isn't much of a musical community or there isn't much of a contemporary music infrastructure in place. And then the question is, well, do I remain where I am and try to get something going here? Or do I go out into the bigger world and go to a major urban center? Do I go to Paris or New York or London or Los Angeles or whatever it may be and try to get something going there? And then maybe at some point you want to return back home and, and bring those things that you've learned somewhere else to bear on the situation back where you're from. There's all sorts of ways that you can approach that. I think it can be extraordinarily interesting, for example, to go live in a major center for a while and then go back to where it is that you're from and try to start something there and try to sort of start a, a dialogue, an international dialogue, and, and bring musicians from wherever it is you've traveled to back home and vice versa and, 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 and get these sorts of international exchanges going. I think those can be extremely interesting. But whatever it is, you have to be adaptable. You have to be willing to to develop a very broad range of skills. You have to learn about things like uh, like crowdfunding. Uh, you have to learn about new technologies, about the internet. You have to master uh, the new communication technologies and social media and all of these sorts of things. And this is a long way from saying, well, you have to sit in your room and write fugues for 10 hours a day, which, you know, at some point you are also probably going to have to do. But it's not going to be enough uh, because, again, it's a field where that's just sort of the baseline level of competence is is being able to write music and and having the sort of necessary musical skills and historical knowledge and all of that to make a credible claim towards being a musician. Those are the baseline skills, but you have to actually go farther than that if you want to make a serious attempt at earning a living as a composer. So I hope I've answered this question. A lot of it is contextual. A lot of it depends on the situation where you live. But some of these things are, I think, universal and irreducible and are applicable no matter where you are. So that's what I've tried to emphasize in my answer. Thank you for watching. Thank you for the very good question. Don't hesitate to comment. I'm always very curious to know what people think about these videos. And also, please uh, don't hesitate to write in your questions and I will continue doing question and answer videos. And I, I just love hearing from my viewers. So looking forward to hearing from all of you and thanks for watching.